Welcome to Kashmas on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmas Magazine. And we have some very interesting topics today. Uh, first of all, I want to remind everybody that next week, which is Monday, is today. If the day is the 4th, and then next week is the 11th. And 7-11 is a magic day in the world because the 7-Eleven stores are giving away free Slurpees. So the big savings of a few dollars, whatever it is, is attracting thousands and thousands of people, including all kinds of busloads of uh, yeshiva boys and yeshiva girls. And uh, there's absolutely no hashkocha on the stores whatsoever. So for that reason, somebody came to me, gave me an idea that we should do something for the Tzibor. And so I got some volunteers, and we're going to man one of the 7-Elevens, which is the 7-Eleven on Avenue M. There's no money involved. Nobody pays us. We're not asking for anything. But we're going to be able to supervise that at least that the time we're there, which will be from 11 till 2 on uh, next Monday. So if you have a chance, drop by, say hello. I won't be there necessarily, but uh, I'll be there for a short time. And uh, the people who are taking over will be watching. Uh, that's just from 11 till 2 at the 7-Eleven on Avenue M and a corner of East 17th Street. And we're going to be just in charge of the one thing, the, uh, the Slurpees. We're not looking at anything else in the store. Uh, I have to admit that I was in there because I had to speak to this, uh, the uh, people who are running the store, and uh, they have right there a, uh, an ethical kosher certification on some, uh, uh, some baked goods, and, of course, people think, you know, ethical kosher. It's, it's kosher and it's ethical also. Sounds very exciting. The only thing is that the rabbi is a conservative rabbi. It doesn't tell you that. He sounds like he's a from rabbi. And uh, you could see that uh, sign over there and probably a lot of people in Nechshul on that. Now, I was very excited, very, very excited. I'm going to talk a little bit about last week's show also. And if you want to call in, you can call in in about 10 minutes. Maybe we'll take calls. I was very excited um, a, a, as a result of, uh, of, uh, of last week's show at the number of people who took what we were talking about to heart, and they uh, are on top of their own situations regarding the insect infestation. And I, I think it's, uh, it's an absolutely wonderful thing. I was very impressed at the, the quality of the commitment of the different people. I think that they're more committed than I am, I couldn't keep up with some of the things that I was hearing that people are doing and the, and the concerns. It's really very gratifying. I want to share with you first about the 7-Eleven. So we had to call some of the camps to find out if they go to 7-Eleven, where they want to go, when they want to go. We were trying to set something up to satisfy the needs of some of the camps. Of course, we're not going to be able to satisfy all the camps and all the people who are listening to me. But we're going to try to satisfy at least, you know, a few hundred or more and, and, and make a little roshim in this whole topic and learn a little bit about it as we go along. So what I was impressed about were the calls that went to the camps. One of my people in my office was making the calls, and every once in a while she would say to me, please speak with them. It put me on, and I was, I was just amazed. Here were people telling me, 7-Eleven? I never go to 7-Eleven. Oh, Baruch Hashem. I, I never go to 7-Eleven, and, and I didn't think it was kosher. 
and, and, and I don't know if I want to take my kids there from the camp because the, if it's only one specific, specific time in one Seven Eleven that you're working to try to put this thing together, well, then they're going to go be, the other times go into the store and I think everything's fine. Another group told me that they were, they were, um, they have a, a non-religious kids that they work with and they don't want to expose them to anything that's not 100% kosher from A to Z. And of course, that's we aren't even discussing this question of whether things are being sold in the store and people nichshel. That's not even wasn't even a discussion. But they was they, they said, you know, I don't think we're going to send up our people there, even though you're doing this, because I don't want to expose them to it. Oh, beautiful, Klai Israel Kadoshim Heim. Here, I was always under the impression everybody had that taiva that they must have this the slurpees. They can't live without it. One gentleman got very upset. I spoke in the yeshiva. And uh, he said to me afterwards, he said, you know, you corrupted my son's mind. You know, I go to the 7-Elevens and the Dunkin' Donuts and, and, and I got to get a coffee. My wife has to get this and we get a Slurpees, whatever it is. And you're telling the kids not to go into these places. You're corrupting my son's mind. Well, I'm very sorry. I told him the the, the, the Rebbe asked me to come in to speak, so I, that's why I went in. But I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just amazed that the father's lack of understanding that he's exposing his kid to who knows what without any control whatsoever and he would send his kid in to get the stuff for him while he's waiting in the car so the kid is exposed without anybody really supervising him explaining to him the limitations of the store so some people Baruch Hashem will not be coming to the 7-Eleven even the one in Avenue M and they will not get their Slurpees Baruch Hashem I'm very excited about that but the people who want to take advantage, God willing, will be able to take care of it. And if you don't see anybody there, either myself or one of the people who are working with me, uh, standing around there maybe with a flyer or something, then uh, <laughs> we're not there. If we run into a problem, then we're going to just have to walk away. I can't put a sign up saying this is not kosher, but we won't be there. And we're only, uh, we're only taking the responsibility from 11 to 2. It's possible that people will take over after 2 to cover it, we want a mashkiach there just because you want to do it the proper way, even though maybe al piyalacha, it could be more maker. We'll discuss that a little bit later on. Question about what, can you, what you know and Yotzev Nichnas. Maybe we'll discuss it later on in the show today. But at least we wanted to offer this for all those people. And if it's so important to you, then you'll go to complain to the store that they have to put a hashkocha in. And then otherwise you don't want to be there. So that, that of course, is one of the things that we were interested in doing. So that was one thing that excited me. Another thing that excited me that after the show, I got a number of people contacted me. One woman, young lady, uh, spoke to me, and I, I was very impressed with her. She's probably listening, by the way. But I was very impressed with her at the, at the level of sincerity. And here's the discussion we had, which was very, very interesting. She wanted to know whether or not the cashless agencies are totally in charge of the products that they're putting in the stores. In other words, can we assume that there are no bugs in, in, in any of their products? So I explained to her that it doesn't really work that way. First of all, we come to something like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, what, what, whatever, let's say, let's say, for example, dried fruit and nuts. They tend to have insects in them and it's not something that the cashier station can control because they come in 
in sitting around for months and weeks, and the I don't know about the moisture control. I'm not sure what it is exactly. And the eggs are in there, and so eventually things start to hatch and move around in the in the in the container. So this is unfortunately, it's impossible to guarantee that your pistachio nuts or your especially your uh, cashews that's terribly hard to do, or your uh, your dried figs, which I don't recommend to anybody, or your dried dates, which are, I could tell you a company that's running a thousand percent good, uh, Lee Orr from Israel with the Badatza Edecharedis. I don't think I ever saw an insect in them, although I've seen them in the other ones. But this, uh, this, the, 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 that Badatza, I don't know what they do there. It must be some kind of treatment or checking. I don't know what they do, but I've never seen an insect inside. Man, how many you check? It's just a, it's a really a very, very high-quality product. Anyway, um, the, the, uh, so the, these uh, different uh, dried fruits, you're going to have insects in them. It has to be. It's not the Kashmir's agency's fault. It's the nature. You can't really change that. So then what do they take responsibility for? They take responsibility. Let's say they take a, a difficult product like, um, like uh, the berries or something else which is difficult, broccoli. They take these products. They work very hard to make sure there are no insects in there. Do they do a good job? That depends. If you're happy with this agency or that agency, I can't talk now about which ones to take. But I can say that the ones who are doing a good job do a lot of work to guarantee that they're doing a good job. And, that's, and that is certainly what they're taking responsibility for. But if you buy a uh, package of lettuce or whatever it is from Eretz Israel, it says clearly on the outside that you have to wash the vegetable in your house in water. Otherwise, you're going to have flies there or maybe some other insects. So they could take, they could do work hard to create that there's no aphids there. But when they're packing, flies are going around. They can't stop the flies. That's, that's the reality. They can keep the aphids out. Nothing crawls in the ground. Nothing can get in from the ground. But things that are flying that go in with you, and it's not, it's not possible to stop completely, and therefore you will find large things like flies in uh, produce from Eretz Israel. Five hashkachas, not four. Five hashkachas on the outside of the package, and it says clearly this must be washed before use because we have bugs there. But, that, but you told me that that's the whole thing you're doing. So I can't, we can't stop those other bugs from being there, the flies or whatever. We can, we can eliminate the aphids. We can eliminate the mites and all whatever else we have to eliminate. But we can't get everything out. Those are things, though, they just wash off. You don't have to examine it. So that's what it says on the outside if you read the Hebrew. And if you don't read the Hebrew, you should better find somebody who reads the Hebrew because that's what they're telling you to do. Sometimes they write it in English, but if they write it in Hebrew, that's what it says in all those packages from Israel. So, yes, you cannot re- rely on This woman was asking me an interesting question. She said that we mentioned on the radio show that, I mean, if you remember a few months ago, we had, a, we had Rabbi Goldstein on, and we were talking about garlic, and he said that you have to be careful to remove the outer leaves of garlic the cloves are not a problem, but the outer leaves have insects in them, those brownish leaves, and they have to be removed and have to do it in a, in a delicate way so that no, no little mites fall into whatever you're working on. 
So we, we had the situation where they were putting whole garlic in the uh, making of the pickles. So when you put the whole garlic in, then you're getting insects. And also, I've seen in many of these, they have dill. And dill is infested for sure. And I don't believe anybody could properly clean up those dills. And, I'm not, and they're not using specially grown dill. So they're putting dill in there. There are insects in it. So there are insects floating around the liquid. So we talked then about washing off the pickle. It takes one second, not two seconds, one second, one little second under the water. If there be anything remaining, I don't know if anything does remain, but even if it would, it'll come off. It's a chumra, it, and I don't think it's the end of the world. And if somebody serves you regular pickles and never washed it, I don't think you have to uh, be too concerned. But it is a, it's a nice little heater to concern yourself with. So this woman, the young woman, they asked me a question. She said, but the hashkachas on the outside, don't they take responsibility that the garlic is clean and the dill is clean? Because people use the pickle juice as like a flavoring in a salad. I didn't know people do that. I don't think it's such a hot idea. But whatever it is, if that's what people do. So I told her that you have to contact the cautious agency and ask them that question because that's the kind of question that doesn't go naturally along with the question of how they treat everything else. This is a sort of um, uh, a judgment call on the part of the hashkocha, whether they would want to take the responsibility for that. I don't know. And I told her if she wants, she could get the 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 mesh that they use to strain, try it a little bit and see if there's anything there. But I would have called, I told her to call the cashless agency and find out. But I was impressed by that. That was a very nice question. And she had a few more very impressive. Baruch Hashem. The people are listening, the people are learning, and the people are using it. Another guy came over to me today. It's after Mincha. Uh, and he, he, he grabbed a hold of me. He says, trying to get me. And uh, he recognized me. So what did he want to know? He wanted to know about resinous glaze. He wanted to know about resinous glaze. So I don't know what everybody here listening today knows much about resinous glaze. So I'm going to share with you a, a little bit about resinous glaze, although I don't want to t- say anything uh, uh, conclusive. I'll tell you exactly what we do know about the resinous glaze. So now, whether you know it or not, a lot of your candies have shellac, it's called shellac, it's called resinous glaze, it's called uh, confectioner's glaze, or resi- uh, it's called f- pure food glaze, natural glaze, confectioner's resin. All of these mean it comes from a lac bug. And that lac bug is a beetle that grows, that, 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 that we get from Italy, I'm sorry, for India, and they, they use this in making a product called shellac. It's the lac bug, what happens is the lac bug, uh, this beetle, it produces from inside itself this shellac. That's why they take the word lac, the lac, shellac. So uh, this shellac is a very good uh, thing, gives a hard, shiny, um, uh, shiny surface, and it's used in a lot of things. And this, this resinous glaze, the question is, is it kosher? Now, it comes from bugs, right? But so does honey come from bugs? And Rav Moshe Feinstein held that it's mutter to use a resinous glaze. And most of the hashkachas in America rely 
on this using confectioner's glaze, they call it with shellac or, or all these types of resinous glaze. Uh, I mentioned the other names before, confectioner's glaze. There's different names they use for it. And it's on a lot of products I'll mention in a moment. And this, most of the Ashkachas in America rely upon. There are Haredi organizations we call Hamish, and they don't rely on it. Some do and some don't. It depends on each one of them. We had recently a case where a certain rabbi, he was, he, he, his products come out with that, uh, with that resinous glaze, and he's a Hasidish Rav. So someone went over to him as a Hasidish fellow, walked over and said, how do you do this thing? So he said, well, you know, he gave some kind of tarots, but he really, uh, he obviously it was not something that he chose to do. It's not something that he really feels he should do, but he let himself do it. But so that's how he approached it. But Rav Moshe Feinstein definitely was Michael. In Eretz Israel, the, the uh, Haredi organizations will not use resonance glaze. So it's one of those things, again, that's a split between the United States and Eretz Israel. It's hard to find things sometimes without those, without those there, without the, the, the glaze there. So that's something that everybody has to uh, be aware of. Um, let, let me read to you a little bit that of something that was uh, written about it. I'm not going to give you the entire thing, so I'm going to leave the name of the person off, but it, I didn't write this. He was talking about this, this topic, and he mentions a few things, that the, the most of the fresh produce sold in North America coat the produce well before it arrives at the supermarket. Chocolate candies that have a hard surface are coated. You have coatings on pizza bin underneath the cheese. And it's added to ice cream, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, nuts that are added to ice cream are sometimes coated, and sometimes the caramel and candy bars is coated to keep it separate from the chocolate. So it is, it's a it's a very wide use to the shellac. It comes from the glandular secretion of the uh, the lact insect. I can't pronounce it, but if you want to, I'll try. Keria laca a native of India and Thailand. That's the bug. Um, it's this thing, the shellac, forms a hard layer. And uh, then, obviously, they, they separate it and take it away and use it, and that they process it, etc. It wasn't until the mid-1900s that shellac got into food. This is something interesting about our food system. It used to be used for protecting phonograph records. It was in paint, in the primer for paint. It was in ink. It was on floor polish. And it was also used in electrical applications. So it had a wide use, but not for food until not so many years ago. Now, there's a Gemara, if you want to look a topic up, there's a Gemara on, in Bechiris, on Daf Hay and base and on Daf, uh, Zion and Aleph. That's the main place over there. And what happens is, there's a machlokas between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yaakov as to whether or not uh, the things that come, the Yotzei Menachai is, is Tomei or not, and whether that applies to honey. So it's a discussion, and I'm not going to go through it now. But the interesting thing is that Ramosha has four different heterim. The one that uh, is, is, is most important is that he feels that the, that the method of making this, uh, the lac, way the lac makes the, uh, the shellac is similar to honey. 
That's the main thing that he has. But he has three other Teirim. And, uh, you know, everybody has different approaches to us. I said, as I said, in Eretz Israel, they didn't follow this. And, but almost all the Hashkochas in America, except some of the Haredi organizations, some of the Hamishas, some of them uh, do not use this resinous glaze. If you, so this fellow wants to try to be Nizer on it. I said, wish him luck, because a lot of the products that he thinks he's getting away from, he may have it inside, and he wouldn't even know it. The, the list of products I just mentioned today, you know, it's sneaking in in different ways. Um, and that, that gives you a little bit of an idea about the resinous glaze. But I'm, I'm excited about the sincerity of the people that I'm meeting and that I'm hearing from. Uh, who are listening to the show and who are taking kashas very seriously. I hope, I hope, like I said, I hope I can be uh, living on their level. Let, we're going to take your calls. If you want to call I know there are not too many people who can call today because it's the summer. So I'm going to give out the numbers, and we'd love to hear from you. 718-683-5858. Again, 718 5858 to answer your questions about Kashrus or to talk about whatever is interesting to you in this particular kind of an area. 718-683-5858. I see we're getting response already. And you can text us at 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Okay, we have some calls. Let's begin. Hello, you're on the air. Can we help you? Do you hear me? Yes. Okay, I want to know about the sushi, the nori from the sushi. Is so that the problem with bugs? You, wouldn't li- you weren't listening last week. I'm very upset. You, got to, you have to get the tape. Um, you, you can go online and listen to it. You should definitely, is it up online yet, uh, Nisam? Oh, we have some problem because the technician is on vacation, so right now. Oh. Uh, I happen to have a, a recording. Is that a problem even to have a good, good action? Well, one second, just one second. That, that, that was what we were talking about last week. Hold on one second. Um, if a P, yeah, I don't want to give a, make myself crazy about giving it out. I happen to have a tape, but let's 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 hope we we'll get it put up. Uh, that was a very important uh, program last last week. Yes, we mentioned last week Rabbi uh, Vaya was here from Eretz Israel, and we were talking about nori, and he was of the opinion that you cannot get kosher nori today, guaranteed kosher nori. Now, of course. Is, is it possible to get nori that's kosher? Of course, because you, it's a sheet. You can hold it up to a light. You can check it. But they're very, very difficult to find. They're so how do they have a hechsher? One second. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish. I didn't finish the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the whole thing because you weren't there, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Rabbi Vaya was of the opinion that uh, that is very hard to check. And that he is advising people not to use nori at the present time. And uh, that's across the board. As I understand that, I forgot to ask him, but as I heard, again, I could be wrong, that the badats of the Eidacharedis is not using nori any, right now at all. So that's uh, also, that, that's an Eretz Israel dicker thing. So somebody was asking me, you know, uh, what, he said to me, that's in Israel, what about America? I th- the nori doesn't come from America, doesn't come from Israel. The nori is coming from Japan, most of the stuff. It's coming from the or- oriental areas, and they're, they're, they're all getting it from the same places. You could grow nori any place. You, you grow it in the water. 
I, I saw the way it's done. It's very simple. I've seen a couple of uh, videos about it, and you, you could you could grow it yourself if you wanted, but I don't advise it to you because uh, you you see that there are uh, insects that get inside, and what they and when they finish it, it's like a sheet, but uh, to examine that takes a long time, and you're not necessarily going to catch the. The, the insects. They are very so if, how does it have a hexer if it's not good? No, one second, one second, one second. I didn't say that, I didn't say anything about what, uh, no, I didn't give you my opinion. I told you what Rabbi Vaya said. Now, I agree with you that there are very good hashkachas around, and then one in particular in my mind is a very strong hashkacha, and he told me that he feels that he's checked these things, and that they're clean. Now, he personally didn't check. He has his mashkicham, and he feels that there isn't any concern with the hashkoch that he gives. So, I mean, does that mean that Rabbi Vaya could tell me that, his, that this rabbi's thing is no good? I, I didn't go there. We're not going there. We're not able to go there. I mean, if they want to send over the 20 pounds to Israel and Rabbi Vaya will check it, then we may, we'll get his opinion and their opinion. We don't have that. In most of the things, that's our problem. I've been talking about this for several years now. We need an independent, cautious laboratory that we uh, that's servicing us, the community. It's going to cost fifty to one hundred thousand dollars a year. I I wanted to get that money. I don't have any way to do it. If you have somebody who wants to give it out, I'm not going to make the money. It's going to be voluntary on my side. It's just that, that we're going to be able to put together a proper team. Anyway, so since we don't know that, we can't answer those kind of questions because Rabbi Vai is doing his work and he's making his general statement. And that other rabbi, for example, maybe there's several rabbis, but one in particular that I know, and he's claiming that he does a proper job, and we're eating all of his products. He's like the top, one of the top people in the industry. So now... You know, do, does this one know what that one knows? I don't know. I can't go there. You understand hmm. the problem? So, so, so we shouldn't need the... I didn't sushi. say that. I said to you, Rabbi Vaya says to avoid it. Even I if said it that there are, I said that there are legitimate, very strong, conscious agencies, or Rabbanim, who stand behind some nori. And, What's you know, the name? I'm not giving it out on the radio. Okay. You, you have to... What I told everybody is the same thing. Call one of the cautious agencies that you like, the ones you really like, the one you think is frumen and uncareful and you know, they do everything good, right? Call that one up and say, are you using Nori? And if so, which brand? And then you could use that. Because that, yeah, I that's called already. They told me that uh, they use... Uh, uh, don't, don't, don't mention the uh, name. Don't mention the name. I'm not, uh, I'm not mentioning the name. I'm t- they told me that it's good. I don't know. I mean, it's good. We mean it's good. All nori, every single every single company makes nori. Jewish God, Goyim, uh, the hashkacha, no hashkacha is all good. No, they said what they are giving the hechsher on is good. Right. So now they are saying, or you, or you spoke to somebody who gives hashkacha nori, or somebody who uses the nori. Who uses the nori in okay. a restaurant? So they're they're convinced that this kashrus agency is probably the same rabbi that I'm thinking about, that he does a very thorough job. And, and that's what they're relying on. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not, saying, I'm not telling you they're me. wrong. I'm telling you that Rabbi Vaya sat here, right next to me, right over there, and he said to us that he doesn't advise using the nori. Now, 
uh, he, he, we, I, we tried to say, aren't there some? And he didn't want to go there. Now, did he, did he inspect from this person? I don't know. But, but uh, I tried unsuccessfully to make a shidduch. Mm-hmm. I, I tried unsuccessfully to make a shidduch that that rabbi that I'm thinking of should send his nori to Rabbi Vaya and hassle mm-hmm. uh, it out. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know, it hasn't been done. It could be it was, but I don't mm-hmm. know that it was done. So this is the problem that we have as individuals. We are not malachim. We know, mm-hmm. And we don't have, uh, we have no nevuah. So we don't know how to deal with it. So this is where we have to develop a, an attitude. The attitude is how we want to establish our homes. Do we want to be, you know, machim up to this level? Do we want to say, Look, these are all good kashrus agencies, and if they did anything wrong, let them get the the chet and shemayim. You know, we used to say, let them burn. But mm-hmm. I, I, but some people will say, you know, it's a tech- all the shemayim never took out the hechsher, even if even if they knew that it was not not good. I, I didn't hear what you're saying. All the shemayim, nobody took, nobody canceled the shemayim because of the of the of the nori. Cancel the hechsherim? Hech I don't know what you mean. Cancel the hechsherim? No, I can I'm make I can make sushi about, without um, the, without nori. I can make sushi without nori. There's, there are other things that are being commonly used in the field today. They have some from uh, soy and rice and things, and people uh, do it without the, any nori. So I mean, I don't have to close my sushi store because of this. Uh, just like right now, if you read in the papers in the FJJ, they stopped using a lot of the lettuce in, in Flatbush. Because there were problems. doesn't mean that we're closing the stores and we're not serving anything at all. It doesn't mean that we're not serving lettuce. We're getting lettuce from certain places that are very reliable. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we do have to adjust. What does it do for us? I can't help you directly because everybody's going to decide how careful they want to be. That's all. Okay. I'm sorry I can't do more for you because I wish I could do it. I wish I would. Okay. I wish I would have the answer for you. Thank you very much for calling. But- Okay, you're on Cassius on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Um, hi. I also missed the program yesterday. This <laughs> rabbi that you were talking about, uh, Rabbi, uh, what was the name? That he was Rabbi Vaya. Rabbi Vaya put out. Rabbi Vaya put out the book. Yeah. Where Ridic- is he? Uh, which uh, Cassius agency is no, he from? No, 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 no. Rabbi Vaya, Rabbi yes. Moshe Vaya, has been teaching about insect infestation for forty something years. I went oh, he's to not related to any specific No, agency. he's not. He's That's better. No, he's, <laughs> because it becomes less he's, political. He's because the, he's the only independent. In he's, so the o- he's the only independent person in the entire field in Israel, and he's a leader across the world. And he has the book. You can buy it in the store. It's called Bedikas Hamazon. It's in oh. English. And he discusses the differences between the... Uh, he has the listing all the different foods with pictures and descriptions of how to prepare them. And he has over there, it says, this is for Israel, this is for America, this is for Europe. He has a different color, little, little, a little uh, symbol there that shows this is an Israel issue, this is an American issue, this is all over the place. And it's very simple to use the book. It's all in English. So I think this issue, like uh, this exa- small example, uh, reminds us the story with that we had the, with the mansi with the chicken, and all the um, that nothing good came out of it. That we need a central 
uh, one organization or one authority on top of every other hashkacha that could make a ruling that this is a no, this is a yes. All that uh, going through that, I don't know how many years, nine years, how many years this guy was selling trefa to so many people, that did not do any good in prevention of something like this should not happen again because every every agency has their, every Ashkaha agency have their own opinion and their own rabbanim and one could say is good one could say no and then there is nobody to come and say that if if it's not good and and it's not good it should be all over the papers and everybody should know and everybody should listen well, it, and it, follow it, so there is nobody there should be one central um what do you call it original uh, yeah. uh thing that they should rule over all of all, all the other ones and if when he rules when that agency rules that authority rules that this is not something is not good everybody should follow otherwise i don't know what we are doing everybody you know these problems are going to come again and again and again i think that uh, if they have like seahorses on the nuri um, i don't know if it's any less than a tray for chicken any it's, less it may problem be worse than, than a tray, tray for chicken. It may be worse than a tray for chicken. Maybe, it may be worse because of the whole thing. Right. If you eat a chicken leg, with uh, right. you know part of it, but a whole a whole uh, bug or a whole animal, it's worse than a part. Right. So, no, but, um, but let's go unfortunately, back. it's very very sad. And then uh, with government easing up. Un, un, unauthorized uh, okay. uh, thing that it became even worse. So yeah. I wanted to know, except for that, uh, so if, if I call you privately or e- email you, no, you no, would no, send no, me no, that no, hashkaha no. and the nuri that no, is good? No, I, 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 I'm not going to give it up. I'm not going to confuse everybody. No, because I, I myself can't answer that he's doing a proper job. It's not my decision mm-hmm. to make. Anyway, let me go back to what you were saying. Okay, was, I have another question well, no, no, about No, 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 I, I, ma'am, I have, no, I have a call. About, call is, uh, one second, I, ma'am, I have uh, a lot of what about the uh, 7-Eleven Avenue J for 7-Eleven? Ma- I was ma- planning what, myself to come and volunteer. Ma- That's ma- also ma- a big ma- place. Ma'am, we can't answer all the questions tonight. I want to answer your first question. Okay, you'll have to call back another time with the others. But uh, I originally called about the, the slush in in um, in 7-Eleven. I said, what about Avenue J? You're going to have people on Avenue J? Ma'am, I, I'll be very clear. Next Monday... From 11 to 2, and maybe later, somebody will be standing there in Avenue M and East 17th Street, 7-Eleven, supervising the slushies. That's I understood, but I'm asking what about the Avenue J one. I don't have any volunteers. That one is also, unfortunately, very... We we asked on this radio station for volunteers, and we got none. None. Nobody, okay, so I have nope, to call you myself. Let you nobody know. volunteered. So this one gentleman who came up with the idea, he volunteered. He's the only person, even though we asked on this show, nobody came up to the plate. So that's what the answer to that. Okay. Uh, let me hear, and try to talk about what you started with, and I have to do go to the other callers, and I have to get other things done today. Go ahead. You, you asked about having one central authority. Life is not that way. We don't have it anything in our lives. We don't have it in any area of halacha. There is nothing at all like that. There's no country that's like that today. There's no universal anything today. It, everybody is for themselves. 
you have to align yourself with somebody that you respect and they will guide you. That's all that you can do. And we can't create such a thing because nobody's ready to, to throw in and do it together. They, there is an ACO organization. They can't get the people to cooperate from these different cultural agencies. Everybody has doing everything for themselves, by themselves and for themselves. And you have to align yourself with a RUV or a cautious agency, and let them guide you. That's what you have to do. There's no way to get to blame it on the them and to say it would be nice to have it. I want it more than you do because I want to create this idea of a cautious lab, and not one person has volunteered a cent except one Jew who said he'll give me $500 to advertise but he won't give me anything past that. So that's not a, a, a valuable uh, a method. If somebody came and gave me $1,000, $2,000, we would do individual pr processes. We would examine this. We would examine that. For $1,000, $2,000, I could do something. But until somebody starts getting involved and say, you know, this is something valuable, and then we could attract other people, there's no, other, there's no way to get, no one is ready to set up a separate organization that's on top of everybody else. Nobody wants to accept it. Nobody so we need, we need uh, venues like, like uh, Jehidus okay. Radio to, okay. to bring in awareness to people. If you don't that's make people doing. aware, that's what we're doing, they're not going to do anything callers. about it. There might be many, many people I, who want to give such a do chesed and tzedakah okay. and do, but Unless you go shul to shul, shul to shul, or, or you have a radio like this that is going to talk to people and make, uh, bring out the awareness okay, in people that there is such a thing, so of course nobody. Right, we're trying. Thank, thank you very thank much you, for your thank call. Thank we're doing no problem. I just, I just want to take one minute to talk yes. about our sponsor because I might forget. Uh, that's uh, Glotmart, located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart... Uh, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you can save time using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Here are some of the items that are on sale right now, today and tomorrow. Family pack rib steak, $14.99 a pound. Top of the rib, $8.99 a pound. And uh, how about the uh, pas? That's like a pas Israel. It's, the company's called pas. Pas hot dog or burger buns, $1.99. Oberlander Ruggler, 12 ounce, $2.99. Bounty paper towels, 8 pack, $8.99. Nair Mitzvah tea lights, 50 count, 199. And bananas are now 49 cents over there. So take a look at some of the sale items at uh, Glotmart. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Cosmos on the Air over J Root Radio. I th really think that that woman was, was telling us something very important about the, the JRU radio and what we're trying to do over here to give you that information. But the final decision is going to have to be yours. I, you can't just call me up and, and ask, who could I rely on? That's something that a person has to develop within himself with his own rabbanim. And if you don't have a rov, it's really time to get one. Anybody, the, the Torah says in Pirkei Yavis, Asei 
To get a friend, you have to do kinyonim. You have to do things for them. But I say lecharav, because everybody is ready to be your rav. There's so many rabbanim around. Just choose <laughs> one. There's no problem. They're not going to say no to you. They'll be very happy that you're interested in following what they have to say. And you know, you're going to learn a lot from them. Okay, next caller. You're yes, on hello. Kashi's... Yes, you're on the air. Hello. You're on the air. Okay, I wanted to know... Whether we, if we buy broccoli with a good hashkacha, whether we could put it into the food processor and use it that way. If you Is buy that okay? broccoli, it if you buy if you buy broccoli with a good hashkacha, you can use it and we eat it right out of this warm, heat it up and cook it. What do you think? All these you ever go to you know a chasana? You see broccoli in every single chasana, whether it's the, whether it's the most you, religious... But you had mentioned at one point, you said there was a lot of different problems with broccoli, and you're better off pureeing it. Is that right? Or no, not? I never said that. I said, oh. I talked about strawberries. But you talk. I talked about strawberries. One second. Stra- Hello. Now, I just want to know, last week we mentioned that if you buy something from the street, you, you can aim about this for chatchila. But there's a... I, I, there's Hashkoch agency that says it's kosher, but you feel you want a higher standard, then you can be That's not called being Is that correct? I said to you, if correct. But right. so I want to know if the same thing that my wife wants to know. Right, say broccoli. I'm, I'm saying is better the, than that. I'm saying, come on, broccoli, but I'm saying to you better than that. that. Could she put it to a processor now and process it? A hundred percent. bugs would be, would be like uh, this, like charade, in other words. If she bought something with a Hashkoch, Right. Let's say a national hashkocha or yeah. some other hashkocha, and you don't, you, you are firmer than that, and you don't want to use that straight. Right. Then of course you can put it through a, a grinder, but I, you can put it in the food processor. But I was saying that broccoli. I'm not saying it's easy to do it, but the, what they're doing today, they're doing a phenomenal job in a couple of companies. Two, maybe three companies have a very good quality on the frozen broccoli. There are a couple of companies that have mastered it. I'm not going to give out the names, but if you feel that you have one of those, then, uh, you know, according to accepting all those hashkochas on the outside, you could use it straight. But if you want to be more machmir, and personally, I also agree with you, then I would just put it, I would do it in the grind, of course. Second, are there any problem with cherries? No. I mean, it doesn't mean to say you couldn't find bugs and cherries, but we in America today... Do not find uh, insects there. But however, I have, to, I, have to, I have to tell you that any fruit that is starting to rot, you know, and has little, you know, you see that that's rotting, you, you don't know what's going on in there. So it's always smart to cut it away. But otherwise, absolutely, we have no concerns about the cherries in America. Years ago in Europe, it was a very big issue. But not in America today, not what we're getting from, not the quality we're getting. No, no problem. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We have another call. No, that's it. Okay, so anybody we wants lost, to call? We lost the call. It's okay. If you, anybody wants to call, it's 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Uh, Joabai, I just want to mention that if the lady called about, you know, really we're trying, uh, how, many years, how many years we're trying to put the awareness about this kashrut? How many times? How many, you're talking about a selacharav. How many times we spoke with rabbis, with yeshiva manager, a pr- uh, principal, yeshiva rabbis, and not Yaakov, just do us, do you a favor, not us, just call Rabbi Wickler and 
Nobody. You know, there's nobody. You know, this is really upsetting because, uh, you know, like I feel like we're talking to the walls, to the, you know, just nobody. You know. And the same question, the same question, 7-Eleven, the Dining Donuts. That's okay. You know, they, they missed the show. Uh, yeah, missed the one show, second show, five and a half years almost. Okay. Uh, the, no, no, uh, no, 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 do need to have programs and the shivas as well and you know something the, the rabbi I, itself I, that need the program i can't talk about this what i'm, what I'm going to say now is very very bakitzer because i'm not really supposed to talk about it but there were a few young men who learned how to check for insects and they went around in community the, the brooklyn community and the queen's community and they found a number of incidents with uh, insects, and they reported to the cashless agencies, and the cashless agencies are upgrading as we speak right now. They made what we call in Hebrew, ma'pecha. They, they, they're turning over cashless. A few young men who studied how to check insects. What would happen if everybody had a proper education? The whole cautious would be taken care of. Her, this lady's issue about one person on top, I was going to tell her we have the, the person on top, but that person doesn't want to take the responsibility. That's the consumer. If the consumer were to say, I am not satisfied anymore, and they spoke up and they did their thing, it, things would change. The kiddishes, the, uh, the, the insect issues, Everything would change if people would come up to the plate. I haven't seen it. I mean, the individuals being machmer for themselves I've seen, but I haven't seen people take on a community responsibility, unfortunately. Anyway, you got another caller? Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. I wanted to know about Kosher Garden had strawberries and blueberries. No, 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 we're not going to answer about specific... No, I'm not asking about the Kosher's. I They... There was that product in the freezers for a while, and now they've disappeared. And I'm wondering if they're just not available anymore. Do you know anything about that? You'd have to call the company. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how that works, why things are taken. You know, I, I will, thought you had I mentioned say, it um, when I, I was on. Thing. I thought that you had mentioned something about it, but I didn't no, hear no, it that, really. Yes, the gentleman who was here, Rabbi Goldstein, right. he... he his name is on Kosher Gardens, mm -hmm. as Ashkocha. And Rabbi Vaya, the other gentleman who was here, his name is on Ashkocha on Kosher Gardens. And, right. And, okay. But, uh, but uh, that's all we mentioned. Uh, we didn't talk about anything else. And oh, the, okay. the problem is uh, as follows, ma'am. It sounds to you very simple. Why don't you produce more? You're selling it, get produce more. You don't realize what goes, gets involved in, in these productions. Sometimes they have to lose the whole production because it's not a high enough quality in terms of the uh, insects. Right, I so, understand so that. that was my, I thought I heard them say that they tried and it just wasn't a successful try. No, I, I don't think that was said. Oh, yet. okay, maybe I misunderstood. Okay. Okay, thank you very yep. much. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're going to go on to another topic. Uh, but you can call. Anybody would like to call. I don't think anybody's... Did anybody text in? I don't see it here. Okay, so if you want to call us, we're at 7. I don't have it here. Well, we, we actually discussed the... Uh, oh, I see. Again, they're asking about unflavored chapstick. No, no, no. Um, 
something about uh, somebody says thanks I heard that all because something has a hechsher does not mean it's kosher I, I don't think I said it that way I don't I don't I don't that's not definitely not true um, somebody's asking about raisins and we said uh, we discussed that last time and then he asked why is it different from the craisins or the cranberry craisins are cranberries and the question why is it different because the uh, the way that they grow them is is different they don't have they don't the way they process them what you do to create a raisin is the way it was done thousands of years ago through in the gemara in the old days they used to take them and throw them on the take the grapes and throw them on the roof they would put them into muksa that's where the word muksa comes from. The grow grows with smukim that you used to put aside the grapes and you let them dry out. And, uh, and, and, and that, that, that's how they were made. In today's world, you take them off the vine and you lay them on a, outside in an exposed area and all kinds of insects can get on there. And what happens is that they lay their eggs and they start hatching inside. And certain kinds of insects will come uh, when they e- either when they leave it longer on the tree because then it gets very sweet and juicy and uh, and that that attracts them or when they're lying on the ground you know, not they maybe not sitting on something but they're outside exposed at that time these insects will come and plant their eggs so in the grapes we don't have as many problems as we have in the raisins but the cranberries are just grown normally and taken off. I don't know why they're so sweet or whatever it is, but the uh, maybe with doctoring up because we put a lot of sugar on there or something like that. Maybe it's all doctored up. But the but the point is the cranberry is is processed in the you know I mean and uh, drying out etc. Different from the raisin, from what I understand. And anyway, so that's uh, that's an idea. And people were asking about yeah, we'll call. We'll call. Okay, okay, go ahead. Iran Kasha Sandia, can I help you? Uh, I would like to know uh, how about uh, to buy a whole gamma fish from the Chinese market? Is there any problem with that? Which fish? A whole gamma fish to buy in the Chinese market. No problem. If you you know you got, you mean you're going to clean it yourself, or they're going to clean it? I'm buying a whole fish. So you buy a whole fish. You, you can go fishing. You can buy a whole fish in the store. No problem whatsoever. We don't worry about the fact that maybe what? it was in, in salt water together with other fish. That's like that's. We're not going to worry about it so much. Remember, you also have that. But uh, yeah, we don't worry about that. If you happen to know that they that they did keep it in the, together with the with the tray of fish together and etc. Okay, How's so it possible to know what. How is it possible to know if they if they, they kept it with a trade of fish? Again, it's only when it's only if, the only way it could happen is if we have a number of trade of fish in salt water together with this fish, and they're all dead. So then we have a problem of salting it with it. Then we would have a problem that maybe there was some time that went some taste that would go into the into the kosher fish. But that's not a common thing. Usually they're processing a lot of fish at the same time. They don't catch the salmon together with these other tray for fish. It's not, it's not normal. They don't keep it in salt water that much. The salt water is from the ocean. Basically you're putting it in fresh water. It doesn't seem that that's, that that's going to be a, a real issue. Um, but of course, the less uh, processing the better off you are. You're buying a whole fish, it's fine. 
just cut it off, and you know, I, I, you know, you just have to train yourself. I mean, you have to know how to open it up properly and 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 handle it. You have to you slit the whole stomach from bottom to top, and just remove the inside guts, and uh, then you're good to go. I mean, take if you want to take the, uh-huh. the the scales off, that's a little bit of a challenge, but go ahead. Well, you don't have to be cautious if uh, that, that I wasn't together with the, that was together with the three. No, you don't have to be cautious for that. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank C- you. Call to. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Yes, I had a question. I, I meant to ask like a few years already. I um, wanted to ask you. Let's say you have a um, a show like a cautious show like you have now, and you advertise a sponsor, and and that sponsor has a very um, you know, it comes to Taiwan, on, on bugs and uh, you know, and a lot of different cheaters about that store. Does that mean that the person giving the show is is a uh, is a uh, is like um, giving a hechsha of any sort on the on the store? <laughs> well, they're not paying me for hashkocha. Uh, I'm not giving hashkocha to Glatmart. Uh, Glatmart is uh, first of all, they've been very. Very good to us in the Kashvis magazine and uh, personal friends, uh, but uh, they have two ashkachas. They don't need mine. And uh, you know, the insects you're talking about, but that's the responsibility of the ashkachas. Uh, hopefully, they're doing a proper job. I can't tell you. I, I never examined it, but I can tell you they're extremely fine people. The ones who own it, they are very nice and very concerned with everybody who walks in the store. I've seen them service people in a very, very wonderful way. And I and, and they, I think that they're extraordinary people in general. I'm not a gay abadover because I'm uh, close with them on a personal basis. But I'm telling you that uh, it, but I don't take any responsibility for, for the kashras of these places. Can um, I say something? Yeah, go well, ahead. Yeah, I said that uh, we in j Radio, we wouldn't any put any sponsorship to a place that we don't check that it's kosher and as a proper ashgacha and right. we know the persons behind the scene, you know, because we, you know, somehow we know quite a few restaurants, we know this, and many, many people approach us to have it. But if it's be Mechalel Shabbat, not, uh, we know the owner is not so from and all this, we're not going to give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something that we have. We have a lot of responsibility about it. To do it, you know, to give a, the, the platform to people, to uh, we don't want to deceive nobody. And it's very important to all our the listeners that if you hear something about us, we checked it. And yes, we, are, we and they have a proper ashkacha and proper ownership and mashgiach tmidi or something like this and, and this right. Uh, premises. Right. But the, the question you're asking, I put to Rabbanim, uh before I, I did, got involved in the magazine. When I got involved in the magazine, the question of taking advertisements and then about uh, taking an advertisement on the radio show. I discussed it with Rabbanim, and I'm following the guidelines that they gave us. Okay? Yeah, you, you made a favor for us on, on this issue, you think? Well, I, I, definitely, I definitely did. And uh, I was a little surprised with, by, with my, what my Rebbe said, Rosh Zim and Zatzal said regarding the, the, the ads. And I'll just tell you what they said, which was interesting. I don't know if you knew him. And if you did, I don't know if you knew him. You didn't know as well as I knew him. 
Rav Asher Zimman's Atzal was makped on everything before anybody knew about it. He was makped on Yashan, he was makped on Bishal Yisrael, with all kinds of hidurm. He never had cereals in his house. He was, he was definitely somebody who was makman, you know, not makman, he followed the Allah and he knew, he was very careful. Big eration, very big eration, Mayim. And he told me, Rabbi Yosef, you can take advertisers for Chol of Stam. I said, what? He says, yeah, it's got a hashkacha, people need it. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't advise anybody to use Chol of Stam. But he told me that I have the right to take advertisers for Chol of Stam. I mean, over the years, we very rarely had a Chol of Stam. We had it most of the time not. But, uh, but I'm saying that uh, we try to avoid these because we want to be able to give the highest level. Well, like what, what Nisim is saying, we want to give the highest level to the person. But, but that we, but the arrangement of giving a, of an advertisement, whether it's on the radio or in the magazine, is not the same as uh, is giving ashkocha, and it's not the same as selling the product. Selling the product is already another level. This is a level before selling the product. Okay. Yeah, Thank you for calling. Have a good night. Thank you. I just want to take a minute to to, to mention. Uh, another thing which is very interesting, if you know if everybody signed up for it, but you could sign up for it, it doesn't cost anything. You go to the OU.org, and they have an amazing thing, which they started in the name of Rabbi Belsky Zatzal. It's called uh, OU Kosher Halacha Yomis. Every day you're getting a halacha. It's a fantastic little thing. Just go to the OU.org, sign up for OU Kosher Halacha Yomis. So today... I believe it was today, unless I'm maybe, you know, it was a few days ago. He's, they were talking about uh, about Basashin Nesalim and Ayin. And it seems that, listen to this, that Basashin Nesalim and Ayin, I was barbecuing hamburgers in my backyard and I went inside to prepare some side dishes. I left the hamburgers totally unattended in his backyard. I then remembered that I'm not supposed to do that. Can I still eat the hamburgers? So he says that... Um, that in Chulin, Daf Tzadi Hey Amud Beis, Amud Aleph. I'm sorry. There's um, it's it, it's brought down by the Shalaf and Bussush and the Silman Ayin, and it says that you you have to be uh, you have to be uh, aware even then and be that maybe an animal took it, and he replaced it with this meat. They took the kosher meat and replaced it with the trefer meat. So the only way you're allowed to do it is if you can identify the meat. So they want to say that uh, there's a problem now with hot dogs and hamburgers because hot dogs and hamburgers look all the same. I mean, you know, always have a TSI in my hot dog, my hamburger came out of a package. It's, 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 it's hard to tell which ones that these are mine. I can't tell the, the, how I know they're mine. So it, it should be no uh, a problem. But the Ashkenazim follow the rule that if you left it in one place and it's still there, that's good enough of a simon, especially for the backyard. But the Svardim they say, are not that way. For the Sephardim, they hold like Rav. There's a Machlokas in me here. So they hold like Rav, that uh, if the window was left open, and you had, like the old days, they used to put a pot pie outside the window. If there, was a, if there was a way, any way for something to replace it, then uh, it's a pasuk in the ayin. And uh, the only way, according to the Yalkut Yosef, that's Samach uh, Gimel, Gimel, base in Gimel. Um, in the only way, according to Yalkut Yosef, that you could use it is if you can recognize the meat very, very well. 
So that's a little tidbit for your, uh, for your barbecues for the, for the next day or so. And anyway, this is, uh, t- until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wicker, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And if you want to reach us with any questions or follow-ups, you can reach me at 718-336-8544. Uh, and you can also text us at, or, or, or email us at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Till next week. Have a wonderful week, and uh, keep asking good questions.